Well, 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 hello everybody. Hello Alberto, hello Maria and Kyo. It's a pleasure to have you here. Well, today's space is going to be hosted by me, Gabo. Uh, yeah, Alberto, if you don't know, I, I think you've met my brother Nacho. He's also one of the founders of Bearded Oh, Spice. yeah, your evil twin, right? He's your evil twin or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, That's right. yeah, yes. <laughs> He's my partner since since yeah since the start since we started this and yeah right now he's going on meetings so yeah i i thought that i would take care of this space i think it's an interesting topic today and actually i've i've heard a little bit about you alberto uh, i think you've had uh, probably one of the <laughs> one of the best stories to share actually uh, i know that maybe you're writing a book and yeah so <laughs> to be honest i would love to hear your your story i've heard a little bit by nacho but yeah from your point of view it must yeah be maybe i'm writing a book an nft book <laughs> that is actually i have the dilemma right now uh, okay nft yeah why not do it in an nft format where okay forget about amazon and all the traditional publishers i i will do it on my own yeah why give all the profit to those companies yeah I don't know. <laughs> uh, right now, after uh, some research, uh, okay, everything is amazing, but so far, the part of marketing, oh, I have some doubts, but yeah, that's, it, it, I don't know. Uh, today, you're, you're going to talk, you're going to talk about, oh, your story, share your story. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I understand why you asked me that. This was, this is, okay, you framed me. <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no problem. I don't know if you like to uh, let other people speak, and yeah, I have no problem sharing my story with you. It's far, it's a hell of a story. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, it must be a hell of a story. Uh, well, if people don't know here uh, on the space, well, Alberto has actually been, if I'm not wrong, on jail because something happened about a hacking. Uh, that you were involved in, uh, that they accused you, and if I'm not wrong, it's something that was like uh, like a plot against you. Uh, welcome, Mr. Up to the Space. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, it was something very, if you, okay, seeing everything from outside, it looks so, no, this couldn't happen to this guy. This guy has really bad luck, and then seeing that from inside, this couldn't be happening to me. And yeah, what you mentioned about hacking, it's something that was struggling in my mind for a long time because actually what I did, for me, was an insult to commit hacking. And initially, I will tell you guys how the story began. It all began in October of uh, 2014. October, um, I was in my, who was my girlfriend's apartment. It was a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday of spring here in South America. And she asked me to enter into her health provider website in order to set an appointment with a doctor and she gave me the address of the provider so I went there and she was about to tell me okay you need my password now to enter and I was like no no it's okay I'm already in and she told me what yeah I'm already in and I wasn't really happy I was really pissed off because I could enter into the system with administrator privilege using the username admin and the password admin. Yeah, that really pisses me off a lot because I could enter into the system, see everything. If I wanted to alter anything of that system, I could have done it. 
uh, there were it was a system of a medical provider that held more than two hundred thousand medical records. It's a big deal, man. I mean, we're talking about more than Uruguay has three million people. We're talking almost about uh, I don't know eight percent of the medical records of Uruguay were held in that system. Man, you could not have let admin admin as your administrator <laughs> uh, credentials. Oh man, that that was something that really pisses me off. And I immediately reported that to the third of my country. Um, that I I am used to reporting uh, security issues, flaws, liabilities, vulnerabilities in systems, uh, because of having worked in cybersecurity for more than twenty years in the government, where I have this culture of reporting, 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 because uh, reporting is probably the most useful. Uh, input any information security management system may have is a way of measuring how the security of what you are managing is, uh, what's going on. Uh, otherwise, you have no idea what's going on. So, yeah, having people reporting the things that they found that might be related, might be security events or security incidents related, depending upon whether they are actually showing something that is a. a actually a problem going on or something that might be exploited and become a problem. So, yeah, everybody in a company should be, uh, I don't know, everybody should be getting the incentive to report uh, anything that might be suspicious when it comes to security. And in the world, actually, with the bulk bounty programs, they're paying people money for reporting that. Why? because they prefer people to report and pay the people reporting instead of uh, getting those things exploded by criminals and then having to pay much, much more money and actually having the damages in the reputation image of the companies that sometimes you cannot uh, solve with money. <laughs> sometimes you are out of business because of people not trusting your company anymore after those events. So, yeah, please report. Report. I thank you for report. Should, should anybody report anything? Thank that person because that person is doing you a favor. Uh, well, I reported that to the third of my country. It was a Saturday. Within an hour, the director of the third of my country replied that email. The email was sent to third at third that UI. That is a general mail address that is uh, for the purposes of reporting security incidents. I automatically got a ticket number to track that uh, report and to have uh, an evidence of having reporting that. Uh, he's, he replied saying, okay, I have confirmed that uh, your information that you send is, is valid, you are right regarding the problem. In the report I sent, okay, I connected to this website uh, and I could log in with these uh, credentials. My IP address is this one. So from this IP address, I connected in case they didn't want to make any kind of research. Okay, I had nothing to come in. Mean, I was always completely giving everything that I could in order to help uh, those people that were going to handle to handle that problem. Man, okay, then I forgot about that, and it was really a relief because it was a big headache, and I didn't want to to have that in my hands. So after reporting that, it wasn't my problem anymore. It was the third of my country that had to deal with the medical provider and sort out what to do. In my case, if I see it from outside and it's been like, ooh, it's been like nine years now. Oh my God. Uh, in that kind of, pro that kind of problems for me, it's like a red alert. It's like, okay, shut down everything, stop operations, fix this, 
and you don't do anything until this is get solved. We found out because of this, and we make sure that these kind of things are not happening uh, anywhere else in the system. Because if you find a problem in hardening like that, it's pretty likely that our good practices when it comes to security weren't followed. And yeah, you could probably uh, find some other issues that might be as severe or more or less, but it's pretty unlikely that that's the only issue a system might have. If you find that, yeah, I can bet if I was on Black Shark, I would hit and I would say, yeah, give me another car because I'm pretty sure somebody, something else is going to show up. Anyway, I forgot about that. Now we go to 2015, uh, April. My girlfriend again told me about, can you enter into my medical provider website, blah, 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 and I didn't learn, I never learned, I know I went there. And this time, don't worry, I didn't have to use admin, admin as credentials to enter to see anything. I didn't need any credentials, actually. I could browse the two, uh, 200, uh, sorry, yeah, the 200,000 medical records without any kind of authorization, just modifying the parameters of a URL in the system. I could go through each one of the records of the medical, of the patient. I was, oh no, I cannot believe this. Why do I keep entering here? Okay, I, it took me like probably 10 to 15 minutes to, to be able to do that. And as I told you, when you are into this field after some time, you can, you can basically smell when you are in front of a system that is very likely to have some flaws. Yeah, and that's it. I just had to do uh, curiosity and some experience. That was all I needed, actually. Um, just modifying the parameters of our URL is not a big deal. I mean, I'm well, uh, confirming that you weren't uh, required to be authorized to access to that uh, information was just something that happened naturally, which is terrible. I mean, imagine, imagine this situation. Imagine those parameters I was modifying. If I put them in a text file, those 200,000 records modify in a text file and I send that to, in, to, to Google to index. Okay, then people would enter any name in that system and Google would actually index all the medical records of those people. That is not crazy, that could happen. But okay, I send an email to the south of my country. Hello, I entered here, I could enter in this place of the parameters of a URL, I could blah, blah, blah. Kind regards, Alberto Hill, my IP address is this one, boom, okay. And that that was in a weekend. That was I don't remember what it was, but again, after a few hours, I got an answer saying thank you, Alberto. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, don't you ever enter again, Alberto? Please, this system is a headache. Um, 2016 <sighs> December, my girlfriend was not in Montevideo where I live, but in a uh, outside Montevideo in a place where connectivity and internet was really, really at that time, she needed to access to the results of um, a, a medical a, an analysis they made on her blood. Uh, okay, she asked me to look for that result, and okay, I entered into her account, and the system had a little restriction. You could only make, an, uh, you could only search for certain information using a three months uh, time frame. So I was looking from 2009 until 2016. Now, 
there's no way I was going to do it uh, using three months uh, periods of time for each search. Okay, let's say that I can add some modifications. So I, I, I did a search from 2009 until the moment I was doing that search. I pressed search and the system crashed. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm too lazy. I wasn't going to spend like a, a week doing that research. So yeah, I crashed the system because of that thing. Yeah, the system wasn't, there was a reason why the, the, the search was limited to three months. But okay, after an hour or so, the system was up again. So I didn't feel that guilt. And actually, it's not a crime. It was nothing that was um, that done on purpose to create any kind of damage or uh, any kind of problem. It was a little accident. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, September, September 2017. Interpol visit me and arrest me, handcuff me, send me to their offices. I didn't know what was going on until they started interrogating me. And okay, basically, apparently, the website of this medical provider was hacked and uh, they stole the database of the patients of this uh, service and they were asking certain amount of bitcoins in order not to release that information. I, 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 I really was completely taken aback by surprise with that. Um, of course, uh, they asked me, did you blah, blah, did, did you do this, blah, 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 and no, 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 I, I didn't do that. And I was taking for granted that those guys actually knew about my prior report. A year after that, I realized, no, they didn't know, they didn't know anything. Uh, in two days, I was sent to prison for eight months. Uh, the judge considered that I was very dangerous because of my knowledge of computer security and because it was very likely that I could escape from the country. So, I, despite the fact that my mother offered some properties as a way of uh, giving a warranty that I wasn't going to do that, despite the fact that they could use other alternative measures such as, I don't know, put, um, I don't know, a, a, some kind of GPS unit to monitor where I was, uh, they could uh, put me in home, uh, pr home uh, prison, they could have taken a lot of uh, additional uh, measures instead of sending a person to prison. Because when you're sending somebody to prison, actually as a preventive measure, you're destroying the person's life in most of the cases. The person and the, the people that are surrounding that person are also being affected, destroyed. That person is pretty likely to lose his job. Uh, his society is going to actually make him pay for that for the rest of his life, no matter how it's how I don't know how severe or not the, the supposed crime was. So it, it's a big price a person has to pay if they're taking that measure. But they just thought that yeah, in my case, the only thing she could do was send me to prison. So I was sent to prison. Um, long story short, I was released after eight months because my lawyer made an appeal, and the appeal was in my favor. I was released after paying a ten thousand dollars bail. Well, I came back to my house and, and well, I started uh, first, first, okay, it was an experience that for me was uh, open-minded, I learned a lot, uh, it, it was traumatic at the same time, I won't deny it, uh, I, I imagine somebody like me who never had an issue with uh, police or in, any kind of, my, my family, I mean, it's not only me, I mean, 
being in a criminal environment had nothing to do with my my life. I and from one day to another, I was sent into a place where everybody was a criminal, bragging of their crimes. Uh, the guys who committed the most, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the craziest crimes were the ones that were actually the, the most respected ones. Okay, that's that's not easy. That's not easy, and you're you're not prepared. None of us are prepared for that, um, especially if you're a person who was in his early forties. Um, so it was complicated, but okay, I decided that I wouldn't let that destroy me, that I would get out of there stronger than I was before, and so I did. Uh, okay, then I started taking a look at the file of my case after being released from, after months of being released from prison, and I realized so many things that were completely, uh, things that I cannot understand until now, for example, one of the things is that the director of the CERT, that person that in uh, 2014 replied and said, Alberto, uh, I confirm that the information you sent is correct, was uh, an interview by the judge, and the judge asked him, did Alberto Hill report any security problem in the system? And the person, the director of the CERT's answer was, I do not recall, actually, no, I, I cannot, no, I, I, I look up some files, but I didn't find anything. Okay. In this kind of cases, in a criminal case, the answer is yes or no. Actually, you have to go to the system and check whether there is a ticket or a report from this person or there is not. If you answer that, the judge would say, okay, this hacker this, this hacker is full of BS. I, I won't believe anything. The director of the cert doesn't recall. Okay, then I take that as a no. But why did that person answer that? And I never had the chance to actually confront that because I had copies of everything, the ticket numbers of the email, I mean, everything uh, about that. I have copies and evidence of everything, but the pol the Interpol knew nothing. This guy of the third was the nine that I have done. And so the judge was basically uh, thinking that I am, I was a, a criminal in my house. They found a lot of equipment that was related to anybody working in this field of cybersecurity, but they could only read that as items used by people that were criminals. They could not uh, give a second reading about the things that I had. Um, it's it's pretty interesting because in an audio um, that was released by the police where the director of Interpol is talking about the case, at the end he says, and we say it a mask of anonymous, which means that, okay, this guy was obviously, we were uh, uh, following the, the right traces when we got this guy. Just because of, come on, a mask of anonymous was for them the ultimate evidence that uh, I was the one who committed that crime. That was really very stupid. But anyway, then I took a look at the supposed mail asking for cryptos in order not to release information. They say, send, I don't remember the amount of cryptos, to the following address. And then in the then it was empty. <laughs> it was supposed to appear the address to send the Bitcoin. Nothing was there. <laughs> when I saw that, I was saying, fuck, this is pathetic. And they accused me of that. Come on. <laughs> there was no address for, for, for to send the supposed Bitcoin for the ransom. And the prosecutor, that was the first question the prosecutor should have asked me. How were you supposed to get to get those cryptos if you didn't include a, 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 an address to get them? They never realized that because they had no clues about cryptos. 
Roman House, they said two physical coins, and in the press release of the police, they were taking, they took photographs of them and they say, we say Bitcoin from the house of the hacker. It was two physical Bitcoins uh, that had a B on them, and they thought those physical Bitcoins were actually Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the, the, how competent the police was in this kind of cases. Well, those are two examples. It was a very long process. It ended at the, uh, well, a year ago. Right now, I'm free of any criminal charges. I have no criminal charges. It's over. And uh, the thing that all, during all this time, I was ex constantly exposing and uh, posting information regarding my case from the file of my case, from other sources, always with evidence supporting what I was posting. I mean, I was not making up anything. I mean, everything I posted was supported by certain documentarians or whatever. Okay. And I never thought, I thought actually that, okay, I, I will keep doing this. I mean, I won't give them a break. And at the beginning of the year, I, I, will, I actually, somebody contacted me and told me, wow, Alberto, your efforts are actually uh, paying for um, the extract, the Interpol is no longer in charge of this kind of investigations. Um, they have no competence when it comes to these kind of things. The, the person in charge of computer-related crimes of the Interpol uh, has been removed from his position. Right now, there is a unit uh, of cybercrime um, that is uh, composed by people that were uh, that got some uh, some form of education in computer forensics and. Uh, in investigations related to our crime from experts in the United Kingdom. And the person in charge of that unit is a, um, a prosecutor that is a prosecutor in charge of our crime in Uruguay. So it was because of all the noise I made, how evident uh, the things that they did wrong were, and how it was me this time that I went to prison. But it could have been Kay, I don't know, Maria, anybody could have actually been me. The, the difference is that having been me meant that I have had some experience in computer forensics. Um, so I could clearly see all the problems and flaws that were in, that, uh, in those processes um, that were really breaking my eyes. Uh, if, without that knowledge, Anything that actually they did in front of the eyes of anybody that didn't have any kind of education in computer forensics would never have known that they were really, well, they were really not, uh, well, contaminated the evidence, not, uh, not having a chain of custody of the things that were said. Basically, they were doing everything that should never be done in a process like that. So. I said, okay, this this cannot continue. I I, I must uh, start start screaming and share with the people this problem in order to 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 solve it. In Uruguay, nobody wanted to cover my story. Nobody wanted to hear what happened to me after prison. And they destroyed me with the press release of the police when I was arrested. But when I was after prison, my life. Even though all the most important journalists in Uruguay knew my story, they knew me personally, none of them wanted to engage and actually uh, give me the, gave me the opportunity to tell my side of the story. So that was frustrating, but I said, you know what, I don't care. I mean, Uruguay, it's only three million people. 
let's go out there. I mean, the, the, the world has like, I don't know, 7 billion people. Let's go and share a story with those 7 billion people. Who cares about 3 million people? So that was my strategy to, to create that noise. And I, I'm very, I don't know, the fact that I was supported by all the community of cybersecurity people in the world, for me, it's gratifying. And actually, if it wasn't because of that, I would never have actually have been doing that for so many years. I would have given up uh, shortly after starting. But no, the love, support I got during all these years was priceless for me, and they gave me the energy to, to keep doing. And at the end, the learning is that, wow, any of us can actually make changes in a system, in society that is wrong. Uh, just doing this kind of thing, determination, uh, takes time. In my case, to took a lot of time, money, my, uh, I don't know, my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health. I, I lost everything, basically, mostly everything, but it was part of the price I have to pay. But the idea was that nobody else would actually have to go through this in the future. So mission accomplished, but not, not completely, because during all this process, I was contacted by people from other countries, for example, Turkey, India, and the situation there is not very different than the situation here. So, okay, I could make a change here. Now, let's go. Let's help people in other countries. Come on. The mission is not over. Let's change the fucking world. <laughs> Man, that, that's actually a crazy and very rough story, but I, I'm glad that you shared it with us. And, yeah, it, it's actually crazy. And maybe the roughest part is, like the reputation because it's actually the government attacking you so it must be hard but as you said like it doesn't matter if your friends don't believe you if the people around you don't believe you like fuck it there's seven dollar billion people i love that and, and and i love that you're making a book and and trying to make some Situation. And I uh, uh, okay. think that actually okay, happened, like the, the people on the own company attacked you, something like that. And also, well, welcome uh, Albert, Michael to the speaker mode, pray and everybody listening. Uh, I just want to say that if you can share the room, it will be awesome. So more people can hear other people's stories, uh, which I am enjoying so far. Uh, but yeah, that's all. It's if there was no no Bitcoin address and no ransom, like what is your theory? Yeah, I, I'm having some trouble with the connection, Nacho. Nacho, I'm having some uh, sorry, Nacho. I'm calling you Nacho. Sorry, I'm crazy. I'm having some trouble with the connection. I will disconnect and connect again. I don't. I don't think so because uh, I also couldn't hear him for like a few minutes or a few seconds. I would say. Uh, hello, Gabo. Oh, How's it oh, going? Michael, I think do you that. Yes, I hear you clearly now. Oh, yeah, he's back. Uh, okay, so, so it you, was me actually rocking or, or was Alberto? I, I think it was, was you actually rocking because there was a few seconds you just spanned out for a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry about that. Right, Bell, so... But, well, Alberto, you're back here, so I, I'm going to let you, you answer that. And then, Michael, we go with you, please. Right. Yeah, sorry. What, what was the question? Sorry. Um... 
Okay, okay. Do you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. So the question was, what are your final thoughts or theories that actually happened? Like, it was the government trying to frame you? It was another hackers trying to frame you? Was it their own company that they have the info for a lot of years and they didn't know, like, didn't do anything about that, like, security gap, you know, that... Yeah, it was a, there was a bridge there. They know they had the intel. What are your thoughts on that? Well, actually, um, there are so many things I don't know that uh, for me, uh, giving you, I, I can guess and I can give you some hypothesis of what might eventually have happened, but I have to be careful because I don't want to say things that um, everything I say, I want to be supported by certain evidence, but uh, I can tell you, for example, Uh, the company, the medical provider, um, a month after this... Oh, by the way, I forgot one tiny little detail. The outcoming traffic of the server of the medical provider, the date they were supposedly hacked, was 150 megabytes, which is like probably four or five songs in MP3 format. I don't think it's like 200,000 medical records, 150 megabytes. So yeah, that's a tiny detail I forgot to tell you, but anyway... A uh, month after that happened, like 10 people from that medical provider were arrested and sent to prison because of fraud. Um, they were actually, uh, um, I, I don't remember exactly, but basically I think they were um, having people that were uh, without, I mean, people that were homeless, that they were getting their information and they were enrolling them into their their system in order to get some funds and the, that the government pays for giving assistance to them. Um, may, maybe I am not completely right in the way I'm explaining this, but the, the fact is that at least 10 people went to prison because of fraud in the medical provider uh, from mid-level management to below. <laughs> They were investigating the, the top management of, the, of them, but I think top-level management of something like that, uh, are never touched by justice, or, I don't know. Okay, this is something, uh, a personal uh, uh, opinion, but the, it is a fact, 10 people went to prison. Maybe, just maybe, there was something in those systems where they knew I could ask to, that uh, would be evidence of something not very uh, good going on, something that might be shady, or something that they wanted to hide, and Um, maybe they were like, I don't know, scared that they they knew that a person had on a regular basis found problems in their system. Um, maybe it was that, that they were trying to hide something that was um, not supposed to be known. That's one hypothesis. Now, then, there are other hypotheses that, if you don't mind, I can post on the next a video that was created by some guys of a hacking group in Spain, in five months after my me being released from prison. Oh my God. And the way these guys actually, um, they they say, okay, this could have been because this or this or this. Wow. The reading of the situation was amazing. And those guys really know that they have experience when it comes to this kind of situations. Um, they said so many things that, I never told, but actually happened as part of my story. So I was like, 
taking my when I was hearing them, I was saying, "Holy shit! This this these guys knows about the case. Why the police? <laughs> I mean, I wish the police knew as much as these guys that live in Spain about the the case. It's amazing. Um, I, I will put on the next video where you will be able to see. Okay, what what hypothesis do you want? You might want the Interpol being uh, I don't know trying. Uh, the medical provider sending an IP to the Interpol, making a false report of a crime. Uh, all the wow. By the way, something happened in my cellular, but it's okay. It's normal. Uh, no, or the medical provider uh, or the Interpol actually having some deals uh, that uh, they wanted to cover. Oh, another tiny detail. You know what? Um, the the email that they got with this supposed uh, ransom uh, that didn't include the address to to pay for it was received uh, on February. I don't remember the date, but at nine, at almost 10 p.m., um, the report about the the issues was made by the medical provider the same day, but an hour before that mail was received in their servers. Yeah, they, they were really something that, okay, they, they are pro in a very practical way, they were prepared for that. Amazing, my respect. And nobody realized that. Uh, and it's frustrating because the power of the judge, prosecutor, you can show them everything in front of their eyes and they will just don't give a F about that. You can show them, uh, listen, this is not consistent. How could this email have been received in their servers after reviewing all the timestamps and to make sure that there were no inaccuracies in, in in that data appear in the in the papers printed with the email because number one of evidence the evidence should be preserved rule number two the evidence should be preserved in its original uh, way it was created originated or whatever we're talking about an email an email is in a digital form, uh, receive, uh, transfer. Okay, if you're going to have an email as, as an evidence of anything, okay, you have to actually uh, store it in a digital uh, way. A printed copy of an email can be used as a reference. A notary should make sure that uh, and guarantee that that printed mail uh, is actually reflecting what the original mail contains, but of course, the metadata and things like that are not going to be reflected in a printed copy of anything. There was no digital copy of anything. So all the rules regarding evidence were not followed. I could never ask for a third independent party review of what happened because nothing was preserved. So what can I ask for? It's a basic right that any criminal or any person accused of any crime have. They can say, okay, I would like to to have it a, a review of what the police did because the police are men and men made mistakes and maybe somebody was sent to prison because the police instead of putting a six in the IP they put a nine that happens because we are human beings and everybody has the right to have it reviewed. Okay, I didn't have that right because nothing was preserved, so I could just only accept what was printed. <laughs> and that is very frustrating after <laughs> after having some education in computer forensics and knowing what should and should never be done and, and experiencing this I was basically wanting to ah, 
okay, one of the first uh, places I contact was a magazine in United Kingdom, Digital Forensic Magazine, where my case was, wow, immediately published, and they could hardly believe what happened to me regarding the way it was handled. But, yeah, that was one of the hypotheses. Sorry, I, I spoke too much. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. If you want, you can share the video. Like, you can put it on the Jumbotron. It would be awesome for everyone to see that. But I'm glad that you received, like, the help and support from communities around the world. Like, it sounds actually, like, dope. And I, I, I'm glad that this is, like, the Web3 uh, space, kind of. You know, this is, like... The, the reflection of Web3, you know, they, people all around the world, like, it doesn't need to be on your country, know your rules, or your laws, whatever, like, they understand people on on the same level, you know, they, uh, I think we all connect through here in, in a different way, you know, for example, on this niche, for for example, like, Bearded Bodies is a niche for entrepreneurs, and I've met a lot of entrepreneurs around the world, and we support each other, so I love that they help you in your niche, uh, so that's great, and actually, you may have got like in a coincidence like uh like in crossfire and and all the evidence was on you so it's crazy and, and it's actually sad but i'm going to let albert i think he has the the hand raised so i'm gonna let him uh, do a question or yeah welcome to the stage bro hello how are you bearded um so i saw you invited me through your list i'm not sure how you found people but i think that was a very interesting marketing method it's definitely very controversial because some people may look at it like spam but also you may get some interesting minds that are actually going to be intrigued with your project like this. So, you know, I do applaud you for taking that risk and trying to be innovative in the space. I'm here to ask questions about your project, if that's fine. Of course, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, first I'm going to, to yeah, let's finish with, with Alberto <laughs> because it's, it's actually a really interesting story and I'm, yeah, more than open to answer any questions about the project, about how did we find it. Uh, I don't everybody. have much time. <laughs> space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alberto, are you okay if I answer some questions? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Albert, shoot. Two questions. I'll keep it under two minutes. Number one, uh, when do you plan to mint yep. this project? When, when do I want to mint? I'm sorry, Alberto, what? <laughs> It's can you repeat me the question? Sorry, because I, I, I was actually listening to the video I just posted. Uh, sorry. Can you please repeat the question, my friend? Okay, okay. So Albert is asking a question about bearded bodies. I'm going to respond to him because he has doesn't have much time. And then I'm going to get back to you and, and your story. Is that okay? Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> okay, okay. So Albert, did you ask uh, when are we going to mint? Albert, you there? Did, did, I think uh, your question was that. Right? For the inconvenience. I have a call that I'm doing for this information. So that's why I'm here. Yes, that was my question. Okay, okay. So, yeah, for, for everybody to know, like our collection is a 10K collection of NFTs, and we've divided that in four, four stages. Right now, we've opened our first stage of Mint that consists on releasing 750 NFTs. Uh, we started like two weeks ago, three weeks ago with the first stage. And on the first stage, in order to create more volume, to create more bearded bodies out there and like spread the message and also give back to our first supporters. I, I think that's very important because uh, our community is like uh, 
everybody that we have in the community that has a bearded body is like a true supporter. We love that. And yeah, so we started the mint uh, three weeks ago and the first 750 will receive another NFT. So we have uh, 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 <laughs> 1,500 out there uh, bearded bodies and we can start with the secondary market so a next stage will be announced later you know we want we're trying to start with the secondary a little bit uh, have the exposure of being there to create volume to create a floor price and to be like steady so yeah we've started with the first mint uh, that is now live for whitelist and for the public mint actually uh, so yeah I, I think we're doing a kind of different mint because we don't want to hype the community in some way and just like sold out uh, but and, and also we are on a bird so yeah all, all of the people that are actually right now in our community are because they are uh, like true supporters of the cast and we are growing like that all right thank you um two questions um so 750 nfts uh, first of all is it going to be all under one open sea collection you said that you're spreading your month out into multiple waves are you going to be doing everything under one collection will it be one open sea link or will you have multiples and um what is the mint price and how many trades do you have for 10k thank you Okay, so first, well, the last question, how many trades? <laughs> we have 250 trades uh, plus. Uh, yeah, so everybody, every bearded body actually is very unique and very different from each other. If you see, they are totally random. And I think some of them are very funny because they are like so random, actually. And our mint price is 0 0.03 Ethereum and 0 0.04 Ethereum for the public. I'm sorry, 0 0.03 for whitelist. Uh, we are in Ethereum. We also mint. Uh, we have cross mint on our website, so you can mint on Solana. And yeah, we're not. We we're trying to make this multi-chain. Uh, we don't want to stay just on one chain because I, I think that's the cool thing about the blockchain. Actually, that yeah, we connect from all over the world. Why put like uh, like a wall between? blockchains you know oh i'm just solana i don't buy other projects i don't buy ethereum because i am solana i don't buy polygon we hate on polygon blah 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 i think that we're here for the same reason doesn't matter of the, the blockchain i think we're here for the technology and to connect with like-minded people so yeah we're trying to do as as most like multi-chain as we can this first stage uh, is going to be on ethereum but as i said you can also mint on solana and for the next stages i think there's going to be some changes but some good changes of course for the project and yeah to create this multi-chain environment we're aiming for uh, did that ask, uh, answer your yes, question i'm going to respond to you with one thing and a very solid piece of advice um now I think that you're, you have a great mindset and a great vision. I think your execution is awful, in my opinion. Uh, I think like you, you should really think of a better way to make a small community first instead of giving them the idea that you want to make a 10K. I think all the shared chains is going to create a lot of confusion. I think your biggest selling point was going to be onboarding. Um, if you're able to onboard people like efficiently through like the normal world, you have a solid chance. But as an investor, and I, I'm just going to be honest, like, this does not seem super investable. I would advise you to allow the community to create trades for the next few generations. That would be really important. If you're able to create, uh, allow the community to create trades and allow it to further the collection, um, like for example, they make their own designs, their own one-on-ones, that would be really big. But at the end of the day, most collections with your theme, I've seen them over and over. 
The issue is that the initial holders buy into a deep promise, and then it's them usually giving their bags out to keep this project main- maintaining. I really do wish you good luck, and I hope you succeed. Um, sadly, I will not be minting. I'll probably be leaving your Discord, but uh, I do wish you guys success. Thank you so much for the feedback, actually. And yeah, I think like we're doing a, a different project. We're not here. Oh, Albert, I think he left, but <laughs> that's okay. I think I think actually that every feedback is well received. Like I don't find it like a bad thing or an insult. Like yeah, may, uh, and God damn it! I was gonna grill this idiot. I was gonna grill this idiot, Gabo. God damn it! He left. What a bozo. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> No, I think I think it's okay. You know, everybody has their own opinion. Uh, I think we we can do better as always. We're always trying to do better, and I think we're doing this in the right way. You know, uh, creating like slow and steady. We have our community. We are starting to give. Uh, I I wanted to respond to him because yeah, uh, he said as an investor, I wouldn't invest because uh, then I have all the money from the like all the holders and then I don't deliver or blah blah blah. But we're no. starting before mint with partnerships and discounts to the people. We're trying to like give the benefits before entering the community. Uh, but yeah, Gabo, as I, said, like, I just want to say I just want to say this, and I feel like this is really important. Hopefully, for everyone in the room, like it's a small group of us, and hopefully, we carry on this like this effort, right? But Web three is a brand new industry, and people uh, we don't fully understand what what are the full scopes of the industry and how we're going to be successful, right? We don't understand customer acquisition cost what's going to be our lifetime value for every customer that's going to walk in the door. We just don't have enough metrics yet, right? And so when you have bozos like that, even talk about securitizing our industry by coming in the spaces and talking about being investors, the first thing you should always do is question them like, do you actually give cash to startups upfront in exchange for equity? Or are you just buying a collectible online and supporting a collection? If that's what you're doing, I would highly encourage you to stop saying that you're an investor because one, you sound like an idiot and two, you're inviting regulators into our industry. You know, when you go around thinking like you're you're a sophisticated operator, when you're not at all, you're not a sophisticated operator coming into spaces talking about, oh, well, uh, asking really shallow, dumb uh, questions with no depth. Um, yeah, I mean, we really have to actively shut those kind of people down and listen, you handle it perfectly. I understand you're a project founder and like you hold a certain responsibility, especially from that account you're talking on right now. And so like, but again, like you have every right to crush people who are coming in this space with absolutely no knowledge, absolutely no depth, absolutely no understanding. Um, I was just getting fired up, bro. I'm sorry. I was listening. I'm like, I'm listening to this idiot with his questions. I'm like, "Ah, okay, I'll jump up now because he's like, you know, talking out of his ass. But yeah, my bad. Back to you, bro. (laughs) No, actually, it's okay. Yeah, no, I I believe it's, to be honest, I believe like he is not entirely immersed in the project. He haven't seen enough. He haven't seen like a, like the full year we've been trying. Yeah, and you're right. You know, Web3 is a very new space, crypto, NFTs, and the form of like marketing your project or taking the, the advance into your like target audience to your customers. I think it's like, as you said, very new. There's always new metas. 
every month is a new meta of, yeah, let's follow this, let's follow trends. But in order to create a new one, it may be weird at, at the first time, you know, like, for example, the nominees, we select people. And yeah, he, what, what, he was, what he said, it was actually true. You know, um, a lot of people think it's a spam, for example. How, how did you find me? Why did you put my picture here? And, and they think it's spam. But I think there's different ways to approach. Not everybody will like it. Actually, we've received uh, like two messages of people like, why are you using my picture? Like, you don't have the rights to delete this. And, and all we are doing is actually selecting them, you know, like congratulating them because they are creating something. We, we think they are bringing value and they then attack us. But I think that's good. You know, like everybody has their opinion and we respect that. If people don't like their picture or, or nomina nomination there, uh, we can delete it. It's totally okay. Michael, you have your, your hand raised, please. <laughs> like, bro, uh, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, the guy was just plain rude. Like, he was, he was actually very rude. You know, um, what Prey was saying, I actually just respected you because, you know, you're the you're the one leading the space and of course you've got like you know the bearded but because that guy just came in and he was just plain rude you know we just finished um listening to what alberto was saying and we we're supposed to you know continue the questions and answers with him you know before even going into like you know like him coming here to like just take over the space ask a dumbass question and then you know fucking leave immediately that's not just proper you know, that, that was just plain rude, if you ask me. And to be honest, if anyone actually is matured enough and knows what they're coming here to do, because if you're coming here to look for value, you won't just come and ask such really dumb question and then you just walk away. And, you know, what's the correction given there? It's not really nice. You know, if you, if you ask me, that was just plain rude. And, you know, I don't think you should give spaces for that because, of course, we're trying to, you know, work to get customers. And, you know, some customers are just going to not be you know, nice people, but, you know, you just know from a certain, you know, entrance for to how somebody is about to just go about, like, you know, the way they want to talk to you. It's, it wasn't just proper, I, from my own perspective, to be honest, you know, so, yeah. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> and, yeah, it's actually funny, you know, because I, 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 this is an open mic for everyone, you know. I thought he wanted to share his story, like, follow the, the, the thread, you know, that like the topic, actually. <laughs> and he wanted to do questions because he was in a hurry. And all he do was, like, yeah, like, it, it was not, not the time, you know. I'm always open to answer questions, like, uh, whatever you have in mind. But if you're saying something that it's not with the best intentions on a space that it's entirely on another topic like yeah it, it was a little bad but it doesn't matter like let's go on pray please go ahead no thank you gabo listen like i just want to say like i love like here here's what i'll say there's two things i'll start with the first one i love bozo and bozos it's one of my favorite activities on twitter I love listening to stupid people talk. I think the more they talk, uh, the deeper they dig their, themselves in that hole, right? And so, you know, I love when people give these uh, somewhat they think is sophisticated takes and it's just really fun time to like go up and actually like do some digging and understand like why the fuck did you say the thing you said? Like you sounded so stupid. I'm very interested in understanding your thought process. So like I just want to make that clear like I jumped on stage immediately as soon as he said that just for a chance to actually bozo his ass with that bozo ass take he gave but he ran but the second thing i really want to like say i think it's totally okay 
to ask uncomfortable questions. So like I I love to ask very uncomfortable questions and people will will say like why are you asking these questions and you know if I ask you say you're a startup founder and I ask you about your burn rate for example and you look at me sideways you're like why would I ever tell you my burn rate I'd be like hey I'm a founder as well I'm self-taught and I'd love to get your insight on this. Like, how do you manage your burn rate in Web3 and, you know, compared with like the number of employees that you have, like how much, you know, how are you going to manage like not spending as much money and keeping money in the bank? Um, that's a pretty uncomfortable question to ask any founder because they're, they're not going to want to talk about it, but I'll justify why I'm asking. I'm not just going to say like, oh, like, why are you burning this much cash? Um, so I just want to say like, it's okay to ask these kind of questions, but you just got to have some depth like you got to understand like why what's your what's your motive to ask the question um yeah i just want to say that and hopefully we can get him back in here like i'd love to actually talk to that dude like for real i'd love to have a conversation with him that's 100% but back to you bro my bad <laughs> no no it it actually well I, i'm glad that you yeah, I think we, we think uh, a little similar and yeah, I'm glad like always there's people like like-minded people backing up and yeah, I, I'm glad that you're here with Michael and I'm so sorry, Alberto, that this whole thing like, yeah, we, we got you off and we were hearing your story and everything. <laughs> no, it was funny because actually I, I thought he was, I, I, I had this problem with the connection and I thought he was asking me a question. And I, I, I said, what the hell is this person asking me? <laughs> well, then I realized it was a familiar question, but that's okay. <laughs> that, that's totally okay. But, well, I, I'm going to, uh, to be honest, I want to finish this space. Not right now. Uh, it, it's not the pressure. I want to finish this space, like, hearing another person. Like, Alberto, it was such nice time having you and actually hearing your story uh, for everyone to know uh, on the Jumbotron there's the YouTube link well uh, for the case of Alberto uh, if I'm not wrong is the Spain people that was helping him supporting him and like analyzing the case he was involved in uh, so yeah it's very interesting if you want to know more Alberto I, I definitely encourage you to follow him and yeah follow his journey I think he will release his book soon so yeah you must definitely see a little bit about him yeah so shout out to you alberto and yeah so i'm going to yeah i want to go with another one uh, another builder here another creator we have prey lilo and michael and i want to know if some someone one of you wants to speak about it, your story like where did you start why are you here and how did you end up here too uh, i think it's very important and, and very funny because we have so many so much different backgrounds and and yeah it's crazy how do we uh end up in the nfts you know <laughs> yeah Lila, please go ahead yeah dude no i'd love to share the, my kind of story and it's kind of uh it's not too it's not a very eventful one but uh it's i started about you know two three years ago obviously i was into the whole crypto thing and then first heard about nfts you know when the big board ape kind of thing was exploding all the celebrities and everything was hopping on to the uh the collection, but no, I kind of saw a TikTok about it on the For You page, you know, I was just hanging out, I'm like, this looks pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Shmu, actually, so you know me and him talk now, he's, yeah, uh, oh my god, well, what was I, see, I get, see, I get, I talk about, like, random stuff, and I get off track, so my apologies, but no, I saw a TikTok, and I'm like, all right, so I started doing some research, you know, and then, uh, and then I kind of just ended up here, so it wasn't a very eventful story, but, uh, yeah, it led me to 
led me to becoming a builder. So, shit. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually end up here like that. Uh, well, on the start of of board apes when yeah when famous people were buying it actually i just saw like an archive of uh, instagram stories and i started because i saw a jpeg like a a, a rock an ethereum rock sold for uh, over a million dollars and i i was seeing all the craziness with nfts and that was that like the drop that yeah that's how i got in you know a rock that actually sold for a million dollars i didn't understand anything so i started looking up a lot of videos about nfts i learned much of, uh, more about crypto i knew about crypto but i wasn't actually into it I, i haven't didn't really have any crypto but yeah i think nfts were for me you know uh, more than crypto i think it's just uh it's different how you connect with people uh, on, on communities it was something that i've never seen before uh, i've played games uh, a lot through my life And, and you don't connect like that on, on, on like servers or whatever, you know, I think this is really different because it's like a more, it's, it's crazy to call actually mature the space because everybody is so like uh, immature, but at the same time, uh, everybody has a job is do, does very important things and creates such amazing projects and companies. And it's like an immature, but mature way of connecting with friends so I, i really like that you know you can yeah i think you can grow more beyond uh, just that, like a game or something like that uh, I, yeah so it, it's crazy i think that's how i got here uh pray michael i don't know how did you get here how did you found out about nfts or crypto michael you pray are you there Yeah, bro. I think you actually rocked for for a few seconds. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Sorry, I didn't know you were calling me up. You know. Uh, thank you so much for oh. the opportunity, though. Like, yeah, like you know. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. actually. Yeah, nice. I just want to know, like, like that. You know, how did you end up here? How did you find about NFTs? Okay. Uh, so, like, for me, I've, I've actually been in crypto for like a while now. Uh, I started in 2014, and. Uh, In 2014, when I just started, at the point in time, I was still a student and, you know, the university in my days. And, you know, it was just it was just something I came about um, while I was, you know, trading um, IQ options at the time. So I, I basically came into the space with binary trading. And, you know, I saw Bitcoin. I saw I, I, I used to watch like, you know, this particular because I just used to think about it as, you know, an asset that you could trade on um within this uh, within this um IQ options platform but i didn't you know really dive into it to completely understand what this was about you know but in 2017 it was it was actually very interesting and because of the way it it spiked on the charts because of the way you know the the, volat the volatility of this particular asset was and i i just you know took some interest into it and i was like okay let me understand it a little bit better You know, and from that particular period in time, it was it was actually very interesting. Just got to learn a little bit more about it. Um, I I didn't I didn't get to really know about like the utilities it could bring until you know um, 2020, uh, 2021, where you know we started discussing about like um, um, NFTs. Um, I know it definitely started before then. But the entire, you know, bubble of it, you know, started within that period of time. Then I got to um, think about like, okay, 
how do I get to understand this and also, you know, um, um, get to, uh, how do I put this now, um, fully understand the concept of it since it's coming from the blockchain technology and also, you know, um, there's this particular asset that has been created that is called, you know, Bitcoin. You know, at the time, Ethereum was also out and there was this also repo. I was actually involved very much with repo at the time. You know, before I started getting to understand about exchanges, um, this was right now in um, 2019, 2020 as well. I started understanding about other exchanges like Binance. Uh, like, um, I think the first one I came in, came in contact with where, you know, I actually interacted with Bitcoin was um, local Bitcoin at the time. Um, so over this period of time, it has actually been very, very interesting for me, uh, finding out about NFTs, doing a good deep dive on it to understand because um, I do have a background in communications engineering as well. You know, so it just makes me a very curious individual who wants to really understand like how things work. So in this sense, um, I must tell you, I've, you know, tried to understand like what goes on within the NFT space, like what this utilities are supposed to be for. And I've gotten to also understand, you know, the community gets to bring and build over this period of time, you know, just being socially active at the moment, you know, understanding how people, you know, are using this particular, you know, they'll call it PFPs to build communities in such a way where it's, it's just unbelievable the kind of support you get from the community. You know, I could just listen to prayer just, prayer just a little bit ago, um, a minute ago, and, you know, the way he actually stood up for what is going on here, it was, it was just interesting to see, like, okay, you've got, like, community who would back you up when you get bozos like that who would come to, you know, try to talk, you know, bad about what you're actually trying to do. So I've gotten to understand like the community. I've gotten to understand like it just it just changes the entire marketing game. That's why, you know, when he came here and was asking marketing questions and feeling like he know he knows all the shit with marketing in you know Web three. And I'm like, you know, you don't know it until you have actually tried to do it because it's you can't get it one way, bro. Like the the honest truth is like, you know, uh, building a community, getting to be involved with the community and also trying to be a founder who is also trying to build utility with your product. It's almost two very, very far-fetched games. You need to also get somebody that would handle the marketing perspective. And trust me, handling the marketing perspective is something else because it's, it's, it's trying to, you know, a, a friend today was telling me how, you know, um, market is is about, you know, manipulation of emotions. It's just getting people to really want to be interested in what you're doing. You know, if you're listening to Alberto's story today, he basically just, you know, told us about, like, a very emotional story that you, you would want to understand who is this person. You would want to understand, okay, how much of this person done? I would want to know more from this person. I would want to, you know, learn from this person's experience because experience is the best teacher, if you ask me. You know, so in this in this real sense, like, I just feel like nobody really gets it yet and we are all trying to get it. Look at this. Um, I, I can't even remember what particular car company. They came in with millions of dollars actually to, you know, get into the marketing space. They produced NFTs and not even a, how many. It's, they, didn't even, they couldn't even sell up to half or even, you know, 20% of their own mint collection. You know, so it's just being able to build communities. Just this NFTs, like it has just, you know, taught me a whole lot. You know, and I've just enjoyed the space because when you really understand the works of life, you would know that everyone is supposed to be communicating. Everyone is supposed to be, 
you know, free to do business together without any rigid processes, you know. So it's just it's just a lot for me, and I've just really um, loved the space, and, uh, you know, I've met quite a few people on this particular space, and it has just been an amazing and interesting experience, if you ask me. You know, so, you know, I started here in trading while I was in school. Afterwards, I, I became an entrepreneur, you know, started businesses, and um, just really enjoyed the space, and I've also been building within the space, and I've just loved building within the space, and you know, it's just it's just great meeting, you know, great people every day, and you know, meeting really really good um, individuals on the way. So yeah, thank you. That's my my story. Thank you for sharing your story, Michael. It's it's very interesting, and actually, you are well one of the pioneers of of crypto and 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 what you know like actually yeah i think everybody that has started on like 2014 2015 is actually a pioneer you know like a lot of people like nobody knew about crypto unless like you were some kind of tech guy or like uh, i think like you invest in something you know you know the market what is moving but yeah it's actually crazy that you were here for so long and and all the experience you've gathered and and still you know in Web3 and NFTs, it's so much different. You know, you've been all these years, well, actually not exactly on, on so NFTs, you know, but but you're right. The market is totally different. That's why a big brands fail while entering on Web3. You know, they start doing the, the typical branding of, uh, I don't know, an Instagram page. And actually, to be totally honest, that's how we failed at the beginning. Like we've been a year here now, And at the first months, you know, we have a team of, of, of marketing and, and they're very good at what they do, you know, but when, once we got here, uh, like nothing was like having results on, on the first, I don't know, two months, like we, we just had like, I don't know, five likes and it was like, what is happening here? You know, our visual is cool. Our concept is cool. Our posts are cool, like the copies, everything was cool, you know, how, how is this not working? And then, of course, we understand this is more than just uh, saying what you're doing or, or whatever. It's actually connecting with each one of you. And, and I think that's when actually we, we've learned so much more, not only from the experience, but from other people's opinions. Like, uh, I, we love to do these spaces. Like, how did you start? Because we actually want to hear how did you start you know not it's not just a, like a topic to to discuss things i want to know because i i got here for a totally different reason that other people do so i think it's interesting so you can learn more about the space uh, itself so lilo please go ahead yeah i'll make it quick but uh yeah no i feel like uh uh, I kind of like what Michael said, you know, I kind of want to add on to it. I feel like there's so much to learn in this Web3 environment, you know, when it comes to creating an, an NFT project, you know, when it comes to investing into one or even building your personal brand, you know. I mean, I feel like PFPs are the, PFPs in your name are one of the biggest things, you know. It's like I see a bearded buddy and I say, oh, that's Nacho. Or I see a, a zillion or go and I say, oh, it's K-L-Y or however you pronounce that. My apologies. But uh, you know, I feel like the the name and then the if you, the name and then the profile picture, you know, the repetition of seeing them over and over again, it builds that brand and it builds that recognition that uh, you need. So, yes, of course, it's it's really important. And actually, the PFPs are are so important because they represent like each person that has a PFP from your project or or another project. You know, they you know that they represent like something or, or they believe in something you know or they're in the same goal as this project so 
So it's cool to see, actually. I, I think we have a couple of people that have bearded bodies as their profile pictures. And it's just, uh, for me as a founder, it's amazing. You know, it may be 10 people, but for me, it's amazing because I, they, I know that they truly, truly believe what we are building here you know i know there's a lot of people that do believe what we are building that they're supporting each day and they don't have the the pfp but see these people i it's just like ah crazy you know it's it's a good feeling uh because uh, as you said it's a totally different market uh you don't know anything the metas actually i think that's the best thing to know that you don't know anything and metas change so far uh, so fast i'm sorry and and it's crazy you know you have to adapt you have to listen to people and you try you have to try and and do whatever you think is right actually you know you can't just oh this is going to be right no you have to try i think that this is something cool about web3 you can try different things that you wouldn't normally try and and you know maybe it's good you know <laughs> maybe yeah you have good results uh, or you meet someone on the process that will help you to go even further so it's crazy you know there there's a, a lot of possibilities here uh, and yeah i think every day me and nacho for example that we're together on, on the office normally uh, we found we we find new opportunities on the way or or just new people that you talk to them once and then you have a meeting and they tell you oh man i think i'm building like the same why don't we collab or something like that and and actually it has happened a lot so i'm thankful for that i'm thankful to actually uh, have talked with so many people i think before web3 before nfts i've never talked to anyone online <laughs> on my life actually like just on game servers or things like that but i haven't actually connected with anyone so i think web3 is a game changer in that it's a game changer in how you do connections and how you do network uh, i think yeah it's very new it's very good and it's even better than linkedin to in my opinion because you you know people so much faster than usual so um yeah i think i'm very grateful to be here on web3 and keep meeting people. I'm very grateful to have met Prey that today backs me up. I'm very grateful to have met Lilo too, that he thinks like me. I think he's, he's young like me. So it's good to have people like him. It's good to have Michael that, yeah, I, I, I can't talk more about, I think, uh, <laughs> about Michael, but he's like, uh, yeah, it's crazy how, how we connect. He's on every space. Uh, I think, well, like once at, or twice a day, I've talked with him. Uh, it's if it's not on messages, it's on spaces. So yeah, he's here always, and and actually everyone here on the space and and the people that I see every day. So <laughs> yeah, before further ado, I think yeah, I'm going to end the space. Uh, I've heard a lot about you. Well, Nacho is requesting. I think well, he's going to do some final words before we finalize this space. Uh, so Nacho, welcome to the space. Uh, I steal your host position. <laughs> hey, 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 hello, everybody. No, 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 a pleasure to talk with all of you guys. Like, a pleasure to be here. Actually, I was in some meetings that I couldn't join sooner, but I was listening a little bit about the conversation, you know, and where are you talking, and uh, love, love to see you all here connecting, talking about the same, with the same mindset, with the same ideas. I think that's something like, well, Gabo was saying, you know, like the, the connections that you generate in Web3 is totally different. And, and like Gabo, like, for me, it's the first time that actually I meet people online and connect with them and start working with them. And that happened a lot, no? Like, 
right now working with a lot of people here on the space that I just meet, no, and doing starting doing business, thinking on ideas, thinking on things, how we can work together, not only collaborate, no? Of course, you find all types of people, people that actually are willing to collaborate and support others without waiting anything. And then, of course, you have people that don't want it, no? That it's like that, no? It's not a perfect environment. But I think that is really, really good place to generate connections. And I always think that blockchain and Web3 got a philosophy behind, no? And I think that the philosophy is a philosophy of transparency, of be yourself, of connect with everybody, of support, of collaboration. And I think that for me, if you ask me, like, what is the philosophy behind Web3 and blockchain, is that the change that we are generating on the world, no? A new way to do business, a new way to connect, a new way to actually, like, meet people, no? And for me, is the new way to do business, no? The new way to actually, because... We are forgetting the, the old mans in the suits, no? Like, it's, it's like only young people with innovative ideas, willing to collaborate, willing to help, willing to leave something to their communities, to the world, to the people, no? Are more like people not only looking for fill their pockets with money, no? But help in some ways to the society and people. And I think that that's, that's something that, that I love here, no? Like the creativity and the willing to support. And yeah, no, I just want to, to say that, so I'm not going to cut you, Gabo, please. <laughs> no, well, well, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's acceptable. <laughs> but yeah, it's very true what you say. And yeah, I think that's how, why we work together because we think very likely. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was a long space. It was more than an hour. I'm going to let Prey go before we close this space. And before closing this space too, I want to invite everyone to our chatting with builders tomorrow. It's at the same time, 4.30 p.m. East. And we're going to have a friend that I've met a, a long time ago and he's a great artist. So I'm very excited for that. And Bray, go ahead. Yo, Gabo, thank you for, you know, for throwing the space, man. I just want to say that. Sorry, I wasn't able to talk much. I'm, I'm trying to cook and stuff. I got my boys here. Um, but listen, like, I appreciate the space. And, and I just want to say one thing, like, for me personally, like, I have a certain group of friends. Like, that's who I roll with on Twitter. And, and you know, sitting in those eco chambers is fun, right? Like, it's going to them is fun. Like, it's hanging out with the homies. And, like, that's a good time, right? Like, I appreciate that, too. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I appreciate the space today. And I'll be paying really close attention to... What you what your guys are throwing up as spaces because I mean really essentially that's that's the kind of space I want to be a part of because I was thinking about this the other day like I'm not communicating the value I want to bring to Twitter by just sitting in those eco chambers and so like being in rooms where you know we're talking about building and 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 really like answering people's questions or, or taking questions from people is really gonna help us grow um, you know our ourself uh, grow ourselves like as a brand and at the same time like uh, grow our, under our our understanding of like web3 and like the the startup uh, ecosystem in web3 so I mean I encourage you to throw these spaces on I mean dude if you could do this every day I think there's a, there's a gap that we can fill I think the bar is really low on Twitter spaces and uh, most people just spend time bullshitting most of the day on Twitter spaces so I think there's a there's a space to fill and you know, I would encourage you, like, if you do this every day, I'll show up and support you. I'll, you know, I'll even talk with you the whole time. Like, we can, if nobody wants to talk, like, I'll literally talk about this all day long. Um, and so, like, dude, 
you know, thank you, right? And I'll be there tomorrow. You said it's 4.30, same time. So I'll definitely be showing up. And yeah, dude, I mean, just keep keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you're doing God's work. Uh, the bar is really low on Twitter. And uh, this, is, this is how we're going to make it in 2023, like talking about real progress and how we can solve real problems and, and really like get feedback from each other. So shout out to you, bro. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bray. It's actually well very encouraging and and it's good to to feel appreciated and also that you understand what we're building here. It's actually very important and and I'm glad that that you feel that way and that you can support and be here with us. And yeah, to be honest, we do these spaces every day, every day with a different topic like Lazy Mondays. We try to to speak about uh, about yeah our journeys. Uh, how are we here? Why are we here? What are we going to do in the week? Like uh, more philosophical stuff on Wednesdays on our halftime show too. Uh, we have like, I don't know, I think the other way, the other day was motivation. What is motivation for you? What motivates you? Things like that. I think it's very important to talk about that, uh, to realize why are we here? Why are we building? And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we talk with builders. It's the show, it's called Chatting with Builders. And it's not a shield, but we call people that are building something or part of a team and actually learn about it. You know, why are, why did they start and what is their goal? You know, I, I think it's important to know what is their goal uh, besides uh, having money, you know? <laughs> yeah, pray. go ahead. Well, hey, just on the topic of the space, I guess I'll just talk really quickly how about, how about how I got started just into this whole Web3 thing. Um, I was working, I was a salesperson just doing like inside sales for like software and like real estate. And I did that for about two and a half years. And when COVID happened, um, literally like the whole market, like kind of crashed because there was too much, um, supply and not enough demand. And so they closed our pretty much like our whole sales department. They fired me and like a bunch of people in my uh, sales department. And I was like pretty sour about that when that happened because, you know, you being a company man, you work your ass off, you go to work for the man. And, you know, when shit goes south and they end up, uh, you know, throwing you under the bridge. So I was like, this is bullshit. Like I have to take kind of ownership of like, you know, my future and like what I want to do in the world. And dude, like I was, uh, I was pretty, and this sounds really fucking silly guys, but I was playing cyberpunk and I saw they were talking about blockchain and cyberpunk, which was at the time a pretty shitty video game with the initial release. And that literally like lit up a light bulb in my mind because I remember in 2016, gauges and tattoos were first introduced into video games on like watchdogs. I'm like, holy shit, blockchain is actually beginning to catch traction as far as pop culture goes. So you're going to see a lot more people not go after building uh, after the gold mine, but they're going to want to build tools like shovels and, and all kinds of tools for this new era in Web3. And so that's when it lit up in my mind. I'm like, I have to learn JavaScript. I have to learn Solidity. Um, let me just sit down and learn this shit. And I spent about four months um, because it was during COVID and we were getting that COVID money. I spent four months literally every day on Stack Overflow, on GitHub, on Google, um, just debugging, building really small apps, using uh, free uh, camps, you know, online camps for Web3, um, you know, to build really small apps to, to get a beginning on, on that development cycle. And it, it was really uh, rewarding. 
And the thing that we recognize is that, like, as far as an insight, like, why we got into NFTs is we saw that most of the marketplaces, and it's really evident today with the Blur and OpenSea, that most marketplaces are just focused on transaction volume. Like, all they want is to clear as many sales as they can so they make their commission. Like, that's their underlying goal. This is why they go into business. And the money they make, then they can deploy it into other ventures. But we recognize that, and we saw that a lot of people are just, they're bystanders who are not really involved in these scams or rugs. They're just getting hurt by that kind of behavior. That's why we started building what we're building. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just wanna, I wanted to share that story. I, I'm, I'm self-taught. I don't have a computer science degree. I didn't go to college for computer science. And... I'm not like a serial startup founder or anything like that. I mean, you know, I just teach myself as I go. I connect with the right people. And, you know, it's been a really rewarding experience. And I guess the last thing I end with is if you're thinking about coding, you should totally learn it. It's an in-demand skill. Um, it's incredible. It, ch it will change your life. It will elevate your position. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that, that I just wanted to share a little bit about, you know, how I got started and, and uh, yeah, hopefully that could connect with some people here in the room. So thank you guys. Man, thank you for sharing your story. And actually I, I envy you that, that you started like learning about code on, on COVID. I would love to, uh, to be honest, I, I have always wanted to learn code. I started with uh, data analysis, uh, but then, yeah, I think it, was, it got dropped in some part of the way and I dropped it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think it's very interesting and a very good tool to have nowadays and on the future, actually. So uh, yeah, congratulations on, on knowing that. And and you should be proud to say that you didn't... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you should be proud to say that you learned all by yourself. You know, not that, hey, I didn't go to college, but I still learned. You know, you still learn. I think that's, that's something that goes beyond average. You know, the average people don't learn by themselves i think that's even more impressive than going to college you know actually studying by yourself and learning it and perfectioning it uh, because experience is what teaches you the most uh, but yeah i'm going to go with lilo and then michael yeah i do know kind of adding on to what, to what uh, gabo was saying dude no, no i can i can connect your story prey and it's kind of a it's a really cool story bro and thanks for sharing it's you know one of those really inspirational ones dude and you taking the initiative can't really pronounce that but you taking the initiative to uh you know, learn something, bro, without having the background for it is truly insane. You know, I'm kind of in a similar position as you because I am one of the more younger people in this space, dude. And so, yeah, I respect the grind, bro, and keep it up. Thank you for the words, Lilo. Michael, please. Yeah, I just actually wanted to say the same. You know, Lilo actually covered it. You know, pray that's actually a really cool story. You know, um, I'm actually thinking about, like, you know, developing is – it's something I, I think, you know, the world is actually moving into. Like, you know, the relevance in the space, it's just it's just actually cool, cool to be like, you know, a developer within, you know, this particular terrain that we are in because there are a whole lot of companies that know that they have to move into the Web2 space. Even currently in the Web2 space, is not completely covered in the entire globe, you know, and it's actually a pretty cool, like, you know, um, 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 skill to actually have within your belt because that's that's something cool and you know <laughs> i i really loved your story and it's, it's since it's self-learned and you know 
if you if you if you're giving knowledge I, I don't mind i would like to be a student you know and just learn how you get to get to you know get these things and i would just like to be like you a little bit you know <laughs> so if you're tutoring count the students you got a student from this Michael, bro, don't say that. Come on now. Like, chill, dude. Like, holy shit. I was just sharing a story. No, for sure, dude. No, like, I mean, listen, I will help you out any way I can, friend. Like, it's nothing about that. Like, I'm not the one they want to be. Like, I just want to, I want to make that clear. I am not the one they want to be. Um, But no, listen, like, I'm, I'm very excited about, you know, my my path because it's it is like when you don't know what you're doing and you start to figure it out it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy the more you learn the better you get at it um but dude i'll get in dms for sure and help you out if you have any questions just let me know i'm not an expert again like i don't don't listen to anyone that says they're an expert this is some alpha guys anybody that says they're an expert they're gonna rug you um that's a fact it happened every time so um yeah i mean just stay away from the experts air quote but um yeah dude thank you for thank you for the hype up right i'm gonna hire you as a hype up man like fuck dude <laughs> holy shit nah, thank you <laughs> nah, bro thank you so much for being just like you're too good you're too good i like i like um definitely i'm I, no worries i'm gonna go into your dms and you know i'm gonna this is what this space is about this is why i love the beauty space like i've just connected with quite a lot of people from this space and, and it's just cool like you i keep meeting cool people here so you know i just love this thank you so much and i'm just gonna you know hit your dms immediately let's let's discuss this i'm, I'm actually for real for real it's a skill i, I really want to pick up so you know thanks for being so humble um i thank you so much thank you You know, th this is what I like about spaces that you can meet. Like, I know Bray. I think I follow him for a long time. I follow Michael for a long time. I did, and they didn't connect it before. So they connect on the space. And it's amazing. You know, it can happen in any space. Like, I've met so many people in spaces that then they are my team or they are bearded bodies right now. And, and, and it's crazy. You know, that's that's Web3. And that's, that, that's what I love, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, before finishing this space i i think we have blaze here on the speaker mode uh, i think we haven't talked before i haven't seen you here around uh, so if you want to say something add something ask something or just share your story like how did you start here it would be awesome if not i'm going to close this space soon so blaze are, are you there yes sir i am Thank you so much for uh, the microphone and for the opportunity to share. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I love what you said, Prey. Good stuff, man. And that's inspiring. I hope that you continue to learn to code and just, you know, uh, trial by fire sometimes is the best way to do things. That's how I learned how to play the stock market. Um, And it's, um, yeah, dude, it's, I'm very excited for you. I'm excited. Um, anyway, but I heard you speaking about this space, about what an interesting and unique and how they're building something great here. So I came in to listen, requested a mic, and I uh, gave you a follow, Bearded, and just wanted to thank you again. Thank you so much. Yo, Blaze is the homie. Shout out, Blaze. <laughs> Yeah, shout out, shout out to you, Blaze. Thank you for coming and thank you, Prey, for shouting out, actually, the, the space so he was able to find us. So, Blaze, yeah, after the space, I'm going to give you a follow for my personal account as this is the Bearded Bodies account. I'm just running this 
space right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, so to be honest, this was a great space. I think we've been an hour yeah. and a half. I, actually, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to add something at the end, something that Prey was saying in the beginning that Prey, you said something that you won't like this space because we talk valuable things. And actually, when I started using Twitter, it was long before uh, I was on like cryptocurrencies or NFT or wherever. And I started using Twitter because I love the people that I found. I love the quality of comments, the information that I can find, the things that I can learn. No, and actually, I'm gonna be totally honest. No, I don't like what I'm seeing right now in the NFT communities and everything because it's like, I know I love the idea of the communities, but for example, I remember when I opened my days and I go to Twitter and I see like really valuable things. Right now, I open my tweets. I only see GMs. I don't have nothing. I know attacking the GMs. I love it. I think that is a part of the culture. It's part of what we do. It's part of of like the day. No. But I actually am willing to find more quality things, no, no, like less GMs and more quality things. That's something that I always say, no. And I think that we are doing these spaces in that way that we can actually share ideas, discuss ideas, go deeper in in our personal growth, go deeper in our things, no. Because I think that that's really, really important right now. Because I always say like we are building something really special here, no. What what what, what is happening right now with Web three with NFTs have a tons of potential, a lot of future, no? And this is just starting, no? Like I always say, like, this is just starting because right now we are less than 1% of the population. Imagine when we get the mass adoption. Imagine when we have, why are we going to show to the world how we expect to actually the people come to the space and learn things and be there, no? Like, I don't jump in a lot of spaces, actually, because like you say, like, it's more like just hype and bullshit. And it's, it's nice, actually. It's fine. It's, it's actually nice sometimes to find these spaces just to chill, hang out and everything. But I think that right now is the most important thing is to educate ourselves, to grow ourselves, to share opinions, to like connect with other people. For me, like that's the main goal. And actually with Bearded Bodies, like I think if we are going to bring a space for the people, it's have to come aligned with our values, no? aligned with what we are trying to do, aligned with what we are actually trying to bring to the space, no? So yeah, I actually love what you say, no? And I think that it is that time, no? That we need to start giving more value, that we need to start really talking about things, no? Like not just bullshit. Bullshit is important too. Relax is important too, no? But I think that it's time to actually like discuss ideas, go deeper in our business and connect with people, no? Like, I don't know. I just wanna to say that. Um, yeah, I just like, well, follow everyone here in the room. Um, yeah, I just wanted to invite you. Like I was saying, we have spaces every day at 4.30 East, no? like the same time every day. No, Mondays with Lazy Mondays, then Tuesdays with Chatting with Builders, and Thursdays with Chatting with Builders. Like Gao was saying, it's not a shield space. It's to know who is behind the project, their values, their philosophies. No? Because I always, I always talk about this. No? If we look with investors' eyes, of course, I invest in a project that have a good roadmap, a project that have like a good business plan, but I invest in the people that is behind the project. No, I invest in someone that I trust in him, that share my philosophy, that share my values, that share the things that make me me. No, so that's what we're trying to do in the chatting with builders. No, show the people who is behind the projects. No, and well, the halftime show that we always choose a topic more. You can say it more philosophical in some ways. No, but it's important because like, okay, we are businessmen. But we have to understand, I think that 
the mix between business and know yourself is really important now because it helps you to actually be more aware of your emotions, be aware of the things that trigger you and help you to, to not take like fast decisions. I don't know. I think that it is a balance between both, no? like the both sides. No? So yeah, I just love to, to have you all you here, guys. Um, yeah, no, like bullish and all of you. Um, yeah, no, hope that see you on the next spaces. Hope that we connect. Hope that we can chat a little bit more. And yeah, Gabo, please go ahead. I'm going to take you the whole space right now. Please go ahead. And like I was saying, pleasure to have you all here, bro. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Nacho. I think you touched a hot topic there because I, I immediately saw the hands going up. So I'm going to go with Prey and then we can go with Lilo. Yo, thanks, Gabo. Nacho, I just want to say one thing. And like, you're absolutely right. I think the the nft community right now is is in a how to say it like in a friendly way like it's it's in a tough spot right now i think the problem is that there's a toxic mentality that goes around in communities that they think they're buying financial products and so like they're expecting some sort of yield to happen like immediately right like they want to buy and they want to flip and they want to make money and sure like that's understandable but you weren't here earlier, like there was an idiot in the space, like five minutes into the, 20 minutes into the space starting. Some idiot in here was trying to give these bozo takes about like being an air quote, like investor in NFTs. And really like, that's what the problem is, is that the community is too focused on how do we make money right away and not really look at the underlying like thing that we're building. What we're doing is an exceptional, great experiment. We're validating this technology and how we're going to take it to apply it to real-world assets. That's when the real money is going to come in. It's not just the JPEGs and making NFTs and collectibles that are digital, but it's bridging the uh, the physical between the physical world and and the digital world and bringing it on chain. And so, like what we're doing right now. It's a great experiment and we're validating all the errors, all the things that work with this technology and how we can take it to new mediums and bring on billions of dollars worth of industries into like, you know, non-fungible tokens and, and ERC-20 tokens and all of that good stuff. So you're absolutely right. I said this earlier, we need to have these tough conversations and uh, really, like, that's what's going to push this space forward. Not the GMs, not the can you smoke weed and be successful, uh, or are you active right now? Um, like, none of that nonsense, right? Like, none of that, I'm not going to throw names, but obviously we all know who we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, like, you have leaders in this space who are leading the masses towards, like, dumber and dumber and dumber uh, ways every single day. And, and it has to stop, right? Like, it's, it's really up to us, people who want to see the change in our ecosystem. Like, we have to speak up. We have to be the active change. Um, and, yeah, so I support you guys. I'm going to be very active on checking my DMs, especially for you guys to get into the spaces every day. So that's all I want to say. I'm going to jump down to listener, finish cooking. Love you guys. Thank you for having me here. No, pleasure, pleasure, my bro. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's not that I'm trying to attack, you know, I don't want it to, to hear that, that guy like, oh, no, I'm just taking this. But it's true. We need to, I think that the bull market 
come with a lot of people looking for fast opportunities, no? like people that actually want to will like make fast money and the bull market work like that. But I think that, like you say, we're validating a technology here. We're validating something. And I think that we have to look actually to the to the biggest picture, no? what actually is building on the future NFT, what actually is it means to have an NFT, you know, like, okay, it can be an investment sometimes, but sometimes it's just be part of the community, whatever, no? But I think that we need to start it, like that you say, talk about these topics and like picture, look the big picture, you know, like what actually is going to be this in five years, in 10 years. We're going to not going to only be like PFPs, you know, I think that all utilities that NFTs actually can have and the use cases no when we started i always say no when we started bringing solutions to the world with nfts and when we started bringing use cases in that moment the people are going to understand it and like understand that nfts are not a scam nfts are not just a pfp nfts are more no like the the, the technology of ownership the technology of transparency i don't know i think that we have too much things to to develop right now and like it's on our hands no in the hands of the community of the people that are here it's in our hands to actually start talking about the things, no? And actually, I fight a lot with my old community manager, no? Because he was, I always say like this stuff, no? Like he tell me, oh, you have to do this every day. And I'm going to do it. I don't feel it. I don't like it, you know? Like, no, but you have to do it to grow. I'm going to grow slowly, you know? I don't care. Like, <laughs> but I'm going to do it on my way, no? Like, I think that we need more of, of that, no? Like, don't follow, start creating our own path, no? Because I don't know, it's my philosophy how we do things, and yeah, I don't know. Like I don't see hands up, but Gabo, you can say it because it never showed me who's with the hands up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, Lilo has his hands up, and Fion just jumped on the speaker mode, so welcome. Uh, but Lilo, go first, please. Yeah, I'll make this quick to what you were saying uh, a couple minutes ago, Nacho, about how I mean anyone could tweet out GM, you know, and it's it's one of those things where to take the uh, initiative to you know hop on a space and interact with people like this to build those really solid connections. Like, I mean, that's easily the the best way to grow on Twitter as of right now. Oh, that rug. Okay, I don't know what happened to my phone, but uh, yeah, that's literally the best way to. That's the best way to grow on Twitter, dude. Is from these spaces and building these connections with these like-minded people, bro. So, I mean, dude, yeah, anyone in the space, even if you're a listener, bro, I'd love to. I'd love to have so many people on the speaker and to listen to what they have to say. But uh, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip out of here. So it was awesome. Uh, it was awesome interacting with all of you. Thank you, Lilo. Thank you, Lilo. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was not your connection. It's actually my connection that was failing a little bit at the end. I'm sorry for that, but uh, Theon, go ahead, please. Yo, what's up, guys? I hope you guys can hear me. First of all, what's up, Beard Buddies? Nacho, hey, everyone perfectly. on the speaker yeah, we panel. <laughs> we can hear you perfectly. And this I just want to say also, <laughs> the, uh, I just want to say, Alberto, congratulations, man. Which uh, Alberto is gonna be the metaverse for life now, you know. Hey, how are you, my friend? Thank you for your support. Yeah, I really appreciate. I remember. It. I remember. Yeah, I remember. You know, the first space that I came on Twitter space, it was Alberto's space. He was hosting. <laughs> so far, I wasn't. On- I have posted. Sorry, I have posted eight hundred spaces so far until today. So it's not a surprise. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been so, been so long time. I, I did. I did. Wasn't. I did use another account. This is a new account. So. 
in my first account, um, I remember I was talking to you, you know, about uh, charging stations connecting with NFT long time ago. And I, I, I asked you, is it possible? Is it possible? <laughs> I was wrong. But I'm bullish on that. Oh, well, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I have the memory. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of recall things. I mean, uh, Chasey was here early. I met him a year ago. Um, then Boston and Kay, I shout out for them. Thank you for your support, Daniel, as well. Um, uh, and well, what was your well, if you don't have to tell me for one for some reason you changed your profile picture and your username, but no, yeah, I, I was using I, I was using my company uh, Twitter account, you know, for okay. my URL okay. business. Uh, okay, but I'm okay. bullish, I'm, I'm so bullish what you guys are doing now, connecting builders together because man. Technology never <laughs> stops, man. Technology never stops. Technology uh, it changes a lot, you know. Especially on wow, man. going so yeah. fast, going so fast. I mean, um, yeah. we are building on Ethereum right now, Solana. You know, all these blockchains that we're building. I mean, my opinion. I know everybody has his own opinion, but my opinion is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is gonna be always gonna be gold, and Ethereum is all gonna be silver. And right now, I don't know if you guys are bullish on Ordinals, you know, uh, Ordinals NFT, um, ascribing NFT on the Bitcoin chain, but I'm bullish of in hell like that. I'm bullish, you know. Um, well, no financial advice. <laughs> no financial no. advice, but uh, i very positive regarding the technology, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Uh, when I came here, it was to help people that I was... Uh, realizing so many of them being victim of hacking scams and all that then when i understood what nfts were all about i said oh don't ever leave this place man this is like uh, this is the present the future so this is where i want to be uh, yeah it, it was like the one of the best uh, things in my life uh, getting into nfts um, it wasn't because actually uh, I I felt like uh, even though I started using bitcoins and cryptos back in 2014, I don't know if it was Nacho or if it was you, uh, Barba, who asked about who said that only certain people were using cryptos back in uh, I don't know 2000. Well, I started using cryptos because I entered into a forum of hacking uh, that had certain things, and in order to access, you had to pay a membership. But of course. Who would put their credit card into a hack uh, <laughs> forum? That is not very smart. <laughs> so you had to pay for uh, with Bitcoin for entering into for gaining access to that. Uh, the thing is that liquidity in Uruguay in Bitcoins in 2014 was like zero. <laughs> I went to localbitcoins.com in order to get a Bitcoin. I think I spent like two weeks in order to get I don't know maybe thirty dollars in Bitcoin. Okay, that was uh, my first, the first time I got Bitcoin. Then I, then my curiosity was stronger than me. I started researching, and it never left. Uh, the, then I understood that actually the thing was the blocking of the Bitcoin. Uh, well, then I went to prison. I had a lot of time to think about all my life. <laughs> now I'm back, and I realized that NFTs are here to stay. And yeah, and it's something where I want to be. I feel comfortable. I love this. And okay, the market. Um, okay, security is something that doesn't make me proud the way it's, it's behaving right now, but it's a very early stage. So let's work all together to improve that. Bro, I remember, you know, I bought Bitcoin when I was a hundred dollars. 
I sold it when I was $150. Now I made $50. I had like 20 Bitcoins. You know, I tell my kids today, Daddy had 20 Bitcoins. <laughs> I used to well, have 20 Bitcoins. Imagine, I bought, uh, oh my God. I bought my Bitcoins in 2015, 2016. I never sold them. The thing is that I don't have it either. The Interpol has them. But okay, I think that is called theft or something like that of the Interpol officers. <laughs> but yeah, when I bought them, I bought them at a very good price and not in Argentina. But it still hurts when I remember that. So it's okay. We are, I mean... After I trading in late nineties with the dot coms and all that, I learned that money comes easy, goes easy. It's not a big deal. You can always recover. Just uh, never uh, invest more than you are able to lose. That's the rule number one. Don't invest money that is supposed to pay for your food, for your education, for your kids. Blah blah blah. This is not only advice. One question for the audience and everybody on the speaker panel. Do you guys know what's happening right now with the Ordinals? Yeah, like, um, we've got, like, a pretty good idea about it. What what exactly do you want to know about it? Did you know they're creating uh, another second layer for Bitcoin layers that's called Stakes that you can, um, in the near future, maybe in a month now, I don't know when, but they're getting it ready. You can, you can stake your Ordinal um DeFi also that is insane man yeah like um i, I just i just feel like they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to face a little bit of some regulations you know with the whole clamping down of staking especially without with, with no exact utility because the ordinal thing just you know it just actually started with like you know this new bitcoin blocks um where you can actually imprint your nfts into the into this um certain blocks that are created as you know um in this now said word um ordinals and um i think if you know people are actually imprinting because just like nacho was saying earlier concerning like you know the real use cases of what nfts are supposed to be doing in terms of you know imprinting the exact um original um, um documentation of a particular asset you know, uh, so with this particular perspective, I think this is what the, the blocks they are creating on the Bitcoin, you know, um, layer is supposed to do. And not, you know, for the, the entire PFP um, 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 use case that we have seen on the Ethereum. Because, you know, there's no, there's no, um, it's not going to make sense where people are just going to stake NFTs and, you know, they're making some capital without any real business or, you know, a business model backing it. So, yeah. That's that's basically what I I just wanted to add. But you know, regulations are, are really gonna be make it a tough time for that staking with the ordinals um, in in real sense. So yeah. Oh well, my friend. I mean, um, if you really know the stacks, there's a Bitcoin layer they're using uh, right now. Uh, what's called um, STX tokens, and STX tokens are regulated. So there's gonna be no problem for staking and using it as DeFi, you know. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but that's that's basically what like what I'm still saying because like most of these assets that are being used for staking at the moment is basically what like you know we are going to see like clampdowns on, you know, because like like I was stating, um, maybe I actually really need to do like a little bit of more research on this, you know, but <clears throat> most of this um, DeFi. Um, um, protocols are also going to be in some form of check, 
you know um i don't know if you have heard about like the iso 222 you know where they are actually going to be checking you know every tokens that you know would be used for um uh um staking and all of these things i, I like i just feel like you know the entire regulate regulatory bodies are gonna come after if come after you know projects that are just doing like you know <clears throat> pfp staking without like a real business model because the entire sense of the ordinals that was created on the bitcoin layer is so that you know um bitcoin can also be used to document you know nfts in in terms of like the 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 perspective of what we are already seeing with ethereum and in this sense with bitcoin it's just going to be imprinted for ever that's the entire sense of it like you're just going to imprint that particular image there or document or whatever and then you can see who it transfers to on the chain you know so yeah that's that's just like my little i don't i don't really know so much but i'll do some more research on this yeah it's crazy man i love that because they're being um they're being inscribing stuff a long time you know on the bitcoin you know on the satoshis i mean if you look at stack stack is set a proof you know so i'm bullish on that you know you guys just look at stacks dot co or something yeah, and check it out take a little bit read uh, do your homework a little bit that's kind of cool you know to know stuff like yeah yeah you know, but one thing one thing is one thing is fucked up because if you want to inscribe um ordinals you have to install a bitcoin core you know and it's like four or five gigab- gigabytes on storage and you get you have to be careful for what you what you're opening and looking at it. it's a lot of crazy stuff they inscribe them all right, bro. Thanks for that. Yeah, no, fam. Well, like like Gao was saying a few minutes ago, like we were just like closing the space. I actually enjoy and love to hear all these discussions. And but well, we have some things to do in real life because work don't stop here. <laughs> and yeah. So, like, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed to be here. I know that I was a little bit late today uh, when what Gabo was hosting. I, I love to, to have here us and, like, actually build this community. Like, we are trying to be the most organic as possible, no, st- slow but steady and keep working every day. Uh, and I love how people are starting to connect here. I love, like, the conversations that we're having. But from today is all that we have to say. So we are going to close the space right now, actually. Uh, but first of all, of course, I wanted to invite you for the next one. Every day at 4.30, we have, like, well, I was planning a long ago, different spaces with different topics. And, yeah, the idea is to connect. And if you want, if you feel it, you can follow Build Bodies, check what we are doing. Actually, like I always say, I never shield my project. I think that the best way to sell a product is have a good product. No, so I just wanted to invite you, though the ones that I know a lot about what we are doing and our plans to the future, to read our light paper that is pinned on the top of Bearded Bodies. No, that light paper is a ten pages explanation of everything of what we are doing, our plans, how we are doing things. No, because like we always say, we are not just another NFT. We are a brand. We are creating a brand to support entrepreneurs. That's our goal: support, give support give network, give connections. Um, yeah, I just wanted to invite you all to read the live paper if you want it, read about what we're doing, and hope to see you on the next one, fam. And like always say, let's fucking build, fam. Let's do it, and see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody, and see you tomorrow. The live paper is pinned, and yeah, have a great day. See you tomorrow. <laughs>